0: Takes our camera for some midnight boogaloo. Lift a girl in Nashville cause I gonna I didn't like keep playing. know what else to do. I find that sweet oasis down Highway 59.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited about my guest today from East Tennessee. Hey, I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can go back and watch all 20 some episodes at nrmstreamcast.com. You can also be part of the show today by calling in at 844 999 9249. Today in the house, we have from East Tennessee, Riley England, otherwise known as Rowdy. What is going on, my friend?
0: Nothing much. How's it going?
1: Outstanding. Man, I just saw you sipping on some sweet tea, but what's actually in that glass?
0: Oh, it's not sweet tea, but it is a version of some Dixie champagne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Hey, man, I I, I got to ask you first, be, be, before we even start the show, how was Father's Day?
0: Oh, man, we had a great weekend. We got to go spend it with my brother and sister-in-law up in Kentucky. They just recently bought about 10 acres of property and a go-kart, had a fire pit. So that's just a that's just an, uh, uh, an episode of glory, if you ask me. So.
1: <laughs> I know. I saw some of the videos with uh, with the, uh, your daughter, Bristol, uh, on the dune buggy. That was pretty cool. I think it was your brother or maybe your brother-in-law that that says, uh, well, take it easy with Bristol. And you said, nope, Bristol's a big girl, man. Let her go. Let her go, man. She likes to go fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. One of my good buddies, Tucker, he plays drums in the band. And uh, he, he his son just had a birthday party, six years old and he bought him a go-kart, and Bristol's like, I want in there. So it's a single ride, you know, single seater, but she climbed in behind them, and they just, I mean, it rips up and down the road. So she says she's she's familiar. She'll be the first to say, Dad, I know what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: Listen, let me tell you something, buddy. Uh, Mine's 28 years old and it has not stopped at all. So you're going to hear it the rest of your life. But man, first of all, I I appreciate you spending some time with me um, on my show. Riley, you know, you are just an amazing, amazing Man, and and your story is just amazing. And, and I want to help share your story. But before we get things kicked off, I got to ask you this. Before we start talking about your music and NASCAR and family and all that, but I want to know, Riley, and I want you to be honest with me. Look me in the eyes, brother. I want to know what you were like as a child, as a kid. What was Riley like? I mean, was Rowdy really that Rowdy when he was a kid?
0: Well, you know, I grew up, um, I grew up in the church, Southern Baptist Church in Blountville, Tennessee, um, first Baptist church actually. Uh, and I was, uh, the middle kid, I have an older brother and a younger brother. And then down the road, my parents, um, kind of threw a Hail Mary and had a little girl. So it kind of, you know, <laughs> broke the repetition there. Um, but me and my two brothers, we, we ran the woods. My dad took us hunting fishing and, and just kept us in the outdoors, um, but I think as a young kid, I most definitely was excited. I was easily excited. And when I say that, I mean, if it, if it ran on gasoline, um, if, it was, if it was a good cooking, <laughs> if it was a good song, Um, I usually got pretty excited about it. And the volume, I was probably the loudest one in the room. I wasn't afraid to express (laughs) how I felt. So when it came down the road for me to be nicknamed Rowdy, um, I think it was sure and fitting. And then all that stuff just grew with me. Um, and just as a (laughs) coming into an adult, I still get excited over the same things. And then watching my kids get excited about it. But man, um, like I said, growing up in the South, um, learn to love everybody, learn to love family and community, um, learn to love four wheel drives. And like I said, fishing and hunting, um, and fast cars. My dad was a mechanic. So we, we were always, uh, um, hanging out at his shop and, and he was letting us mess around with, you know, engines and alternators and tinkering around with different stuff. So I was always familiar with um, a mechanic's life. And then my mother was a school teacher and, um, she always had us, uh, you know, hanging out with uh, you know, lots of different school functions. We were very active, in, like I said, in the church and, and with our school and the community. So, like I said, I was always excited because there was always something cool going <laughs> on. So,
1: so Dad dad was a mechanic. Were you or are you a Ford or a Chevy guy?
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I've always been a Chevy guy. <laughs> um, my dad is always, he has always been always gung-ho Chevrolet. Now, we've owned a couple Fords, you know, Ford old Ford truck here and there. But I've always been about the bow tie, man, always. Nice.
1: Good. Good answer, buddy. That was politically correct for me. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, um, we have uh, David and Angel um, that's producing the the uh, show today, like, and they always do a great job. Hey, guys, do we have the video that uh, that Rowdy sent over? Perfect. Can we go ahead and play that?
0: No film roll No dead place Living in the moment Making time stand still Holding every minute In the palm of your hand The pressure makes diamonds
1: Riley, you are amazing, dude. You always give me goosebumps. Um, just an amazing man. You know, we just saw you on the video, you know, uh, concerts and, and, and music and family. And um, what got you into loving music? What got you into playing music? What got you into songwriting?
0: My mother got me into music. Uh, she, she's from, from the cradle. I can just remember her always singing, uh, whether it would be A gospel hymn, or or her favorite country song, or her favorite ELO, or or uh, um, Mama's and Papa's song. Like, just she was such a musical bird growing up through the, you know, through the 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 fifties and sixties, and then of course the seventies, and and my dad was too. Um, And it kind of went like this: my grandmother and grandfather. We're all about gospel music. Growing up in East Tennessee, I live in Nashville now. But growing up in East Tennessee, it's just the it's 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 the buckle, of the Bible Belt, in its own right. Uh, now, actually, you know what? The Midwest is probably going to be the buckle. Let's just say, like it's it's the it's the third ringlet on the on the pants <laughs> of the Bible Belt. Um, <clears throat> so, I had a like I said, a very um, you know faithful to the church grandparents, and they were all about Southern gospel, and my mother's real dad. He sang in a gospel quartet and all my uncles and aunts, they did. So I was just around music all the time, especially going to church. Every time the doors were open five days a week, we were there for something. (laughs) Um, So the youth choir, you know, kids choir, the main choir, they're learning how to play uh, a bass to play in the church band and then traveling with that church band and being a part of the youth band and me and those three other guys that played in the youth band started. Messing around covering our all of our favorite, you know, artists and playing rock and roll more like Foo Fighters and ACDC and Rolling Stones. And um, and then just, you know, we would do that. But then we when we came to church, we played church music because we weren't trying to get a bad rap. And at the time we had we had free practice space and we had uh, free microphones and amps to use because we were. So we didn't want to ruin that relationship. But like I said, my mother, she got me hooked on country music and my dad was all about classic rock. Um, he, we, we would drive around listening to everything from Skinner to, like I said, ELO, um, Pablo Cruz, Steve Miller Band, uh, Edgar Winter, um, uh, Bad Company and Free, like just every because every classic rock station, they play the gamut, you know, they play yeah. the, 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 consistently play the same tunes. Um, that got me hooked on ACDC, but my grandparents were all about the old country, uh, the Luke and the Drifters, and the story goes for him, it's Hank Williams' way of selling a song, but he had to put it under, different, under a different name because they weren't so proud of, of a lot of the things Hank Williams did in the music industry, so he kind of had to come at it from a different angle, but they didn't know much about you know Luke and the Drifters actually being Hank Williams, and no one kind of broke that to him, so I actually rode around listening to like I said, the old, old country greats with the old Southern gospel groups with my grandparents. So it was just hitting me at all angles. And when I had a chance to really start pinning down my own songs or putting my own thoughts to paper, um, when that came to life, it was just, like I said, this, this, this sort of this melting pot, this, this cornucopia of all these styles. And I loved storytelling. I loved the way of swinging, swinging country music, the way it made me feel. And then I loved the grit of rock and roll and how it, how it, you know, drove a song. Um, and then I loved just how laid back uh, some of the more adult contemporary songs were of the, you know, seventies and eighties. And, and then of course the nineties came along with the grunge. And that was just a way for my generation to express ourselves, like the little bit of the angst of me being misunderstood, but my parents were, were pretty supportive the whole time. And the first time I got my own musical instrument to play in, like I said, the youth band. And then we started playing our own songs. And we would essentially take a small tour of all of our houses, because we'd go to this house and practice and our parents were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd send us off to the next house. We'd go try that out and the parents would, nah, and that. And then finally we found, a, uh, like I said, a little room in our church and they were so gracious to let us just go there. and and play as loud as we wanted. Um, And that's when I started touring. I started touring at 17, 1996, 97. And I'd already toured with a church band. We'd already went to, you know, through Michigan and Pennsylvania and Louisiana. and, And we did like a this side of the United States tour. And I flew out to California when I was younger, but I'd never traveled out there. And the first time I ever went out to California on a tour was 18 years old and it was amazing getting to see a whole part of the other other of the, of the of our world you know seeing another part of the country and it just was inspiring the roads always been so inspiring just seeing different cultures meeting different people different ways of life and knowing that we're all connected under under one thing as as far as like you know being in the same country but also that we all you know strive for the same things and and being successful and i don't know that sort of inspired me to start kind of pinning down my thoughts and what i've seen and and put it into perspective and maybe bring a little humanity into it and add a story to it and um then i started writing songs with some of my friends that i traveled the road with you know that i toured around with so so that was in a nutshell that was the that's what got me into music that's what got me into songwriting um and that's what introduced me to the industry like music industry as a whole so
1: what is your favorite gospel song Gospel I, I, song. I, I I mean I have one. I just love Amazing Grace. I I you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who sings it. I mean that, that that is one of my favorite, favorite songs. And you don't even have to I mean you don't you don't have to have a favorite. I just I I just you kind of touched my heart there. I, I, I also you keep talking about storytelling. You keep yeah. and, and do you do you remember hearing a man, or maybe you still listen to him, I still do, Red Soul Vine.
0: Red Soul, That sounds familiar. I'm, I don't he, know if I'm.
1: Do you about- remember he, he sung the the well he, he again he's a storyteller and basically that's yeah. what I do for a living. But um, he yeah. would, I mean that's when country music was country music. I mean that, that's what they did. They 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 told stories. And he's the one that right. um, he sang um, Teddy Bear. Remember about the little cripple boy that was oh, on the CB, yeah. and every time you listened to it, yeah. you'd cry. And no matter, it's yeah, like you yeah, never yeah. wanted to listen to, to Red Sovine when you had a girl next to you, man, because she you would make you cry. <laughs> but but you could hear hear that that man's you know uh, just expressions are just amazing. Look him up. I mean, if you if you don't remember him,
0: but let oh, me ask you this: Absolutely,
1: what people, singers, bands really influenced who you are today? I mean, you talked a little bit about oh, that, but but you know, I mean, because I, I know I know for me, um, you know, it was some of the old people and, and some of the new people. And, and I was, I'm just like you, I was all over the place. I mean, oh, I would watch, yeah. you know, Joel Olsting And then, and then I'd turn that off and watch Garth Brooks. You know what I mean? And, yeah, then, and yeah, basically yeah. now if you, if you go to one of my motivational gigs, it's like, I'm a caged animal on stage because that's what uh-huh. I learned from Garth. You know what I mean? I'm, I want yeah, to make sure that yeah. everybody in that stadium or, or in that place, you know, I, I wanted them to feel like I was talking to them. You know, so you who know, really inspires you?
0: This is really a start. You you asked me just a second ago what my favorite gospel song is. And yeah, I, I can. T- I mean, my my mind is filled and and this like um, songs that like are so I don't know. They're penetrating as far as like the truth, like how you can really feel something, you know, yep. and then and and, uh, and understand something, especially when it comes to faith, you know. Yeah. Um. And I've had every reason and ability to. To stay like very strong within like the church, and I've had every reason to to not and do my own thing, and and I found my own. And I think that's a part of the relationship with with faith is like you find your own way. And yeah. and there's a few songs that you know. I mean, you got rugged song, and then you've got uh, as a walk through the garden. You, I mean, eyes are on the sparrow. I mean you. Oh man, like I could go on and on because there's just these songs that just absolutely wreck me that give an honest portrayal of what true love and true sacrifice and true grace is. And then that right there is a pocket in my heart. That's like, that's what I want people to experience through my songwriting. I want them to feel the grace of acceptance. And then it's like, okay, well, let's bring some relevance into this. I think one of the greatest songwriters that's out there right now his name's travis meadows and he's wrote a lot of hits for for eric church and dirks bentley and none of them but travis meadows is one of the greatest songwriters because he makes you feel it taste it and smell it just the way he depicts everything um garth brooks of course i mean anybody anybody that lived through the late (laughs) 80s going into (laughs) early 90s and witnessed his energy and Dude, rope in the wind is one of the best records that's ever been made um so yeah the energy there and then as uh, you know rock and roll music um uh i really loved free and bad company um paul rogers is one of the best singers ever and then the black crows specifically um southern harmony record that they came out with because it just touched on every little (laughs) blues bone in my body um, and then of course, ACDC, you know, oh, growing up yes. working, working, working in construction, um, like that got me through the day because I felt every note, I felt every riff, every, every snare hit. <laughs> I just, it made you want, it just made you want to keep working and work hard and get it done. Um, I love Alabama. Oh,
1: um, there I'm you go.
0: One of the yeah. best vocal groups and they, and they're honest and it's yeah. real, um, Oh, man. I mean, I, like I said, I could. I, well, you're this, bringing back I some memories for more. me
1: now. Yeah, I love yeah. it.
0: So, hey, I li- wanted to be a melting pot. I wanted yeah. to be a melting pot more than anything.
1: So listen, I mean, you go from being on tour with with uh, uh, Christian bands, right? Uh, yes. Writing your own music, doing construction, yep. and then you start touring with bands like Under Oath completely different dude you talk about a melting pot you just went from christian to under oath i mean how tell me within within a few minutes how that all merged together and how you you know were able to you know make some lifelong friends and and now you've traveled all over the world with these guys i mean how did that all happen
0: um coming out of uh, my first touring uh season in 18 uh being eight, it's 1997-98 uh, I went, went straight to, um, uh, working uh, when I came, when I'd come home, I'd work at a camp or I'd try to just keep, fill my time up and stay busy. And then I was able to help out with some production at a camp, musical production. And then I met these boys in a band called the showdown and it's a heavy metal band and they're yep. from Elizabethan. Good boys, just solid dudes. Um, they were once wholesome guys that just believed in the same things I believed in. And that's a big thing. You want to match yourself with that, with, with people who are like-minded. In, or you'll see yourself, you, you'll, you, basically, you'll just hit a lot of curves, you know, and it'll, yep. it'll be a lot of pressure on you. And you just want to stay on a constant path up and out, you know, being being the best you can be. So you want to surround yourself with people like that. So the Showdown Boys, heavy metal. We played a lot of the same festivals that Under Oak did. And then, just working hard. I was yeah. one of the only crew guys on that on that crew. And then here comes Under Oath. I met them at one of the festivals, and they loved who I was about and what I did. And the guys, rec- you know, Showdown guys were highly recommended me. And then the Under Oath guys just kind of took me underneath their wing and were like, let's go. Let's, we're going on tour. <laughs> we want you to come along. So... I was befriended by those guys, um, Chris from Under Oath and Aaron Gillespie, my best friend and my brother. Uh, he's the drummer, and I started driving basically their truck. So what happened is I would drive 14 hours in a day, and I wanted to move up in ranks quickly. And the only way to do it is just get out there and put get your hands to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I started drum checking for Aaron. Um, I drive 14 hours a night and then get up and you know, basically get to the venue, unload everything, set up the drums, go sleep for eight hours, come back, break it all down and do it all over again. So I was burning the candle at every end that was possibly <laughs> there. Um, and Aaron loved that work ethic and so did the boys. And so we stuck together, you know, I've been friends with those guys for over 15 years and been working for them since the beginning. Um, and that right there was a catalyst to really pushing me forward as a songwriter and an artist. right? Aaron took me under his wing as a songwriter too, and we started writing music together out on the road. Once again, the most inspirational times that I've experienced, the most inspirational things to me are traveling and meeting other people and right. other cultures and other, and, and that's all over the world, but specifically in the United States, meeting so many different people that share the same values but do totally different things. And that just kind of set, like I said, set a fire off inside of me to, to really, really uh, be as transparent and authentic as possible to, to, to write about the people, right? Right. You know, be, the, be the person's writer. Let's write about all these experiences. And um, so doing heavy metal music, setting up shows, traveling the world <laughs> and writing music all in the same aspect. Um, and then starting to record that music, and then getting the chance to take that recorded music and start going out as Rowdy and performing this and touring all over the world, and it's been amazing. It's yeah. been an amazing trip. So, it's been an amazing experience. So,
1: Ru- Rowdy, how do you manage your your solo career, and then your touring, you know, w- with bands? How, how
0: do you manage all that? I mean, that's got to be tough. I have... <laughs> it can be because there's a whole lot that goes into it i mean if you look at it in your world to you know to keep your brand going you have all these aspects of marketing and promotion and consistency and and having content consistent content um the same thing happens with you know in the music industry and the same thing happens in the racing industry it's like to, to really move forward you have to be in front of people and you need people to be able to see you hear you know what you're about and That's really right. gravitate to that and to look into it you know to to have something to believe in i'm not just trying to be out here raising hell for people to feel like they can raise hell i'm trying to really show an aspect of freedom and expression that you can be whoever you want um but there is a a kinder and sunnier side of life that you can choose joy and choose wisdom and make good decisions and surround yourself with the people that you want to become because you are the average. You are the medium of the environment that you choose. Um, So constantly making sure that you're making wise choices for yourself and and writing about things, like I said, people can gravitate to, but that allows me a chance to be able to speak wisdom or speak the positivity or be able to, to to speak wholesome medicine over people's lives. And that's genuinely what it comes down to for me is is writing stories that immortalizes the the most memorable and most precious moments of the heart and most precious experiences in life. Immortalizing that into a melody and into a song. Um, I, I, I find myself uh, sometimes so thankful and and I've I, 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 I will I will find myself you know showing so much gratitude um, towards the guys that that brought me to where I'm at and um, the dudes in under oath that allow they allow me it's under it's a one roof concept yeah so those boys love me and respect me as a production manager as a drum tech as uh, a production guy crew guy but they also know that my talents that they expand elsewhere and those guys have been the first on the scene to encourage me and support me to do my thing and they're the ones that rally behind me you know when we're not on tour with under oath they're right behind me supporting rowdy i love that Um, or the almost i play bass in the almost with aaron his other band and that allows me to be up front playing with him and supporting him and then he turns right back around and says take one you know take one rowdy get out there and and I love and it. Play them some music. You know? So listen, so. I got
1: I, I got a minute and a half, and then will you stay on another twenty five minutes with me after a commercial break? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, of so, course. So 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 quick question: Were you always a beautiful singer, or did was that something <laughs> that you learned that you had later on in life? <laughs> we only like have a minute open and a half.
0: <laughs> I would like to hope and think uh, that I've been, always been a beautiful singer, but everybody's got to start somewhere. And now, yeah. I, I started from the beginning singing, no matter what, just singing because I thought that just that well that's what we do. Um, but it takes time just like anything. You gotta work at your craft, you gotta machine it down, you know, you gotta right. wood shop it. So you, you gotta get out there and woodshed and just become the best you can be. So
1: I love that. So hey, listen, quick question just came in on social media. I love this. Do you sing in the shower? If so, what songs do you sing?
0: Oh yeah, I definitely sing in the shower. All the time. <laughs> there you go so and the people re- that are watching it, it, it really depends on what mood I'm in but I, I mean I will turn on I will turn on rock and roll but I love singing like the old gospel soul I love singing uh, Otis Redding and and uh, uh, Sam Cooke that's my jam in the shower for sure oh yeah Little Feet that's my jam I
1: love that hey we we gotta go to commercial break but I will see you in just a couple minutes Rowdy thank you so much man we'll see you in about 5-10 minutes bud See what
0: you We
1: off in a